0: orgasms rebalance our cortisol hmm. which boosts our immune system hmm. so you have like the double whammy of like better sleep plus the release of cortisol of course this isn't the only thing that helps your immune system but it does give your immune system a little bit of a leg up
1: yeah vitamin C and orgasms yeah yeah vitamin C and orgasms that's all you need Hello, and welcome to Fuck Yeah, the podcast where we say fuck yeah to season two. <laughs> Hooray! Hi, Sarah. Yay, yay. Oh, nice to be here with you. So nice to be back for season two. We took a little bit more of a break than we intended to. But, you know, life. I know. What is what is time? What is it? <laughs> and what a different different world we find ourselves in with the passing of each year
0: i think that our last recording was at the end of february was our last episode right maybe it was first week of march and who robin do you want to hear like you know my little rundown of
1: what's happened between then and now yeah it's not that much time really What's happened, Sarah?
0: I know, right? Right? The world is just trucking along, Mm and out at all. No, no, that is not not the case. I do feel like one of my survival self-care things has been to try to not consume as much news as I used to. However, it's like that delicate balance of it sort of feels irresponsible at the same time. So I have been dipping my toes back into the news cycle and
1: woo wee. You've been doing more than me. You've been doing more. I mean, I'm aware of all of the horror that's going on with, you know, the attacks on the trans community. And drag performers. Part of what nearly broke me was the news in 2020. So I've I've had to take a real step back from the news because it really um, wrecked my psyche. So I'll hear it from you. I don't. Yeah, I, I have to be careful about how I hear it. So please tell me what's been going on. I'm-
0: and I am a, you know, I'm a big supporter of everyone doing what they need to do to take care of themselves. Cause this is this is a rough world we find ourselves in, y'all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's talk let's start with um the drag censorship laws. Mm. So across the country, you know, I mean we're we're back in the era of book bans. Right. There are bills that have passed, bills that are being considered where there will be fines for any establishment or individuals who are engaging in drag performances. So, I mean, the all-stars of this roundup are Florida and Texas. Hey, yeah. hey, Florida and Texas. Um, <laughs> Wow. Trans-affirming health care and bathroom restrictions are really back in the flow right now. So, lots of efforts being made to make it so that trans youth can not change their gender identity on their birth certificate. Wow. Do not have access to any trans affirming care. Ooh, in Florida, in a custody dispute, if you are the parent who has supported your trans child, you could lose your custodial rights. What the fuck? Um, Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's getting, I think, billed as the Florida kidnapping law, and that might be a little bit of an overstatement. But yes, I believe now that courts can rule in favor of the parent who has not supported their trans child receiving care or uh, support around their transition. (sighs) Yeah, Oh, in schools, there are bans about just talking about gender identity or sexual orientation at all in the classroom for any grade level, most notably Texas, which already you have to have a written consent form from your parent to engage in any form of sex education.
1: Right, right. But you know what this does? This bill in particular points out a certain level of hypocrisy about like you're saying you can't talk about sexual orientation or sexual expression or gender expression, but everyone has those things, whether or not you're (laughs) trans or cis or straight or gay or whatever it is, but they want to say that no what we are is just normal and what you have is a gender mm-hmm. and a in a mm-hmm. sexuality mm-hmm. and mine mm-hmm. is just the standard it's like people that get upset about being called cis because they don't want to be identified it, it's like you have to let trans people into the group to like have a different category for yourself yeah i don't know it just it yeah drives or, like, me crazy. or the
0: stands on the internet who are pissed if you use like a penis haver or a vulva right. haver and they're all mad that you're not you're not gendering right the genitals and saying men and women yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 it's it's a really it's an interesting time that we live in but you know oh and uh side note three banks have also failed since we last <sighs> can, recorded right, Sarah, so <laughs> Robin, we're, we're holding, you know, we can't, we can't take a break next time because no. the whole, uh, you know, economic, uh, system in the I do S I don't, collapse. I don't like it. I don't like it. I- <laughs> I'm not trying to make light of things, but this is why I stopped
1: listening to the news it's too it's a lot it's a lot like you need to know but it's really intense
0: okay well maybe you have you might have missed some of the good news then okay what's the good news what's the good news trump has finally been indicted oh that's in good in new york
1: Yep, i did hear about that in that's the nice.
0: stormy daniels case
1: oh, it's so epic it's like the per if that brings him down it'll be the perfect thing wouldn't it be awesome so fitting
0: yeah yeah, if a if a sex worker is ultimately responsible, once again sex workers save the day.
1: She needs a statue, stat. <sighs> My opinion. Clarence Thomas
0: might also be going down, Robin.
1: Oh, yeah. I see a lot of memes. I know a lot of people don't like Clarence Thomas, nor do I. But I, is he actually going to go down? Is there something that's actually going to break him?
0: I mean, it seems like it should, considering it's been revealed that Republican mega donor, I think it's Harlan Crowe, but then there's another one too, who was paying his, like, sending payments to his wife. Clarence Thomas was receiving lavish vacations. Oh, boy. And also his kid's private school tuition was being paid. Wow. So hopefully this is going to be a scandal that pushes him off the court. Fingers crossed.
1: I mean, and that would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. But, you know, it is like that. And it, granted, it was the 80s, but the, the Anita Hill thing doesn't do it, but but the donor thing but you know the donor thing's bad as well but yeah oh poor he should have just never been there poor he should have never any, been there yeah poor any- Hill.
0: Um, okay, yeah. so there's a couple other spots of good news. There's all kinds of states where the courts are putting holds on abortion bans. Oh, great. And making them go through. So Utah what? is notably one of these states. I know, great, right? They put their abortion clinic ban on hold. Okay. The North Carolina governor vetoed an abortion ban that came through the state legislature. Okay. Um, and 19 states have codified abortion rights access into law, either through their state constitution or through um, just establishing new laws that ensure abortion access, which is
1: really fantastic yes yes that's good that's good. that is good news
0: so there there's always some lights yeah out there too but yeah these are these are wild times yeah
1: we forgot our our famous intro do you have any fuck yas going on in your personal life to br- oh. bring this even further around yeah. into the positive what's what's going good for you yes
0: yeah yeah oh sorry sorry i had to do that catch up about the world, yeah, or going. going to the personal.
1: But not much has happened in your life in the past two months, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God! You're yeah, still not I mean, recovered. So
0: many things have changed. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I am. I'm recording right now from my new house. Beautiful. Wow. It's certainly my fuck yeah right now. It has. We have a lot of work ahead of us, but the shit ton of work is behind us, which is really nice to be on this side of it where yeah. we're setting up the new house. Andrea, Ruby, Jasper Kitty, <laughs> Trixie Delicious, Ziggy Stardust and I. Oh my God. <laughs> what a troop. Moved in together. Yay. <laughs> So we have three humans and three cats in this house. And, you know, it's it's been a hard process because as anyone who listened to season one knows, the mom pound meant mm-hmm. so much to me and was certainly really bittersweet to leave. But I also... Believe that there will be a mom pound 2.0. Yeah. But yeah, it's been an interesting process because Andrea and I got engaged Mm -hmm. at the end of last year and certainly knew that we wanted, like, that we want to spend our lives together and that that means living together. But as we started to make the move and look and just plan all the things, I realized that there are actually so many decisions that I've made in my life in this phase of my life that has moved me away from nuclear family right uh, structure mm-hmm. and it's it's that thing that I wanted my whole life like I always knew I wanted to have kids like I m- moving so much, having uh, an absent bio dad you know this was kind of like my North star for my adult life was like, to form a family unit. Right. Right. And then that collapsed so spectacularly for me. And so a lot of the decisions I made were not oriented towards that, you know, like that kind of, um, vision for a life got really turned on its head Mm -hmm. for me. And so in this process, having then found a living situation that was much more like communal, like the village raises the kids, Ruby running over to their house to go see their little one right. and the kids, just like sharing the space and just having that support nearby. Some stuff came up for me around, like, oh, wow, like I'm going back to a more nuclear family structure. Like, how interesting. And like, am I ready? Right. You know, mm-hmm. like, have I done the work that I, need to do on being complete and whole without another single person. In a lot of ways, I think that the thing that I've learned is that it, we all need lots of people, right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in our lives. And so it's interesting in this stage and making this move of like, oh no, I actually I really do feel like I trust myself to make the effort. To not get sucked into the nuclear dynamic in a way that doesn't serve me.
1: Right. Right. Because in a lot of ways it can be isolating. Yeah. And and it can, you know, and it is built out of and reinforces a lot of the patriarchal, capitalist, white supremacist structures. Yeah. But (laughs) it also has some really beautiful aspects to it. And that's like what modern life is like, right, of taking those parts of tradition that work for us and hopefully leaving the toxic parts behind as well as we can. Yeah. And I think that You
0: know, having a a place that has a lot of space, you know, you gifted us some mattresses. Like, that was kind of like the first (laughs) order of business for me. I was like, I have got to have a place that people can sleep. Like, this is going to be a space where I really want people to come into our space and be part of it. And uh, sleepovers are going to be a way that we do that for sure. I'm feeling really excited. About the transition, and we lost our dog right in March, Mister Roro. Um, Another tragedy
1: of the past month. It's like
0: it was really hard, and Ruby's been grieving in a pretty intense way. She's such an animal lover; like she's so deeply connected to animals, and so now she gets to have cats. Great. And she built out like a whole little world for them in the cl- in her closet. She has a huge walk-in closet, which is pretty awesome. She's stoked about it. That's great. And there's all these little cat beds in there. And so that's going to be really sweet for her to have the aminals
1: around. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So the effort's paying off. I think so. Yeah, the stress of the move and everything. I never want to move again. (laughs) Yeah. Well, your place looks great from what I can see. I can't wait to come over. Okay, your turn. I want to know what's giving you a fuck yeah. Oh, what's giving me a fuck yeah. I was over our break, diagnosed, and then diagnosed again when I got a second opinion with ADHD. Okay, which I am 43 goddamn years old. Mm -hmm. And, and here's one crazy thing. When I first got on TikTok, I know I talk about TikTok too much. It kept suggesting women with ADHD videos to me. And I kept being like, what the fuck algorithm? You've got me totally wrong. And I got rid of it because I didn't want to see any of it and it learned that. But from whatever my other interests were, it got the idea that I have ADHD and it was fucking right. And I had no fucking clue. Literally, Sarah, my mother got her Ph.D., in children with ADHD. Okay. But her husband, my stepfather had ADHD to the, you know, 100%. Like he was really classic, like loud interrupts, yells, bombastic, really impulsive. And so I think my kind of girl ADHD, where I would just mask and cover up and try to not let anybody know that I'm having issues, went Unnoticed Because I'm good at not being, you know, noticed in that way. Reading all of these things about ADHD symptoms specifically in women is like just reading a list of the things that I always thought of myself as being like quirky. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big I'm a mess, you know, but I'm creative like those are ADHD. Both of those are ADHD symptoms. You know, it's like constantly forgetting things. And then like I have creative ways to like not forget things. I have all of these like habits that I've formed, like I have a hundred Different alarms in my phone that go off at different times to tell me to do different things because my time management and my forgetfulness and like all of this stuff, smoking weed, the ADHD people do it 70% more than other people. I'm like, every turn, every which way that I look. And then I'll be like, oh, I don't have that symptom. And then I'll start noticing that I actually do that thing, but I just act like I don't, you know? I'll be like, oh, I don't interrupt people that much. But then I edit these podcasts and I edit myself to stop interrupting people all the time. Or there, I was like, I don't interrupt people that much. And then I saw a TikTok where this woman with ADHD was saying like, oh, I thought I was just telling finishing people's sentences as a way to help them think of the word that they (laughs) wanted, not realizing that it was rude. And I'm like, Oh my God, I do that. I'm trying to like, I, and I do it to you. I'm like, Oh, Sarah can't think of the word. I'll give her five different words. And I should just let you talk, you know, and I don't realize that I'm doing it. Or a lot of times people are talking to me and I'm telling myself to not interrupt. Or I'll, I'll tell myself, pay attention. They're saying something important, but I'm telling myself that's so loud that I don't hear what they're saying. I'm like, oh my God, it's so weird. When I think back on all of the different things that have happened to me or that I've been involved in, things that I've done where I am embarrassed or I feel shame around it, anyone that I can think of is an ADHD symptom. And it provided me this great sense of relief that. I'm not just like kind of terrible. I have like a different way of thinking, but you don't, I didn't even realize that I was thinking that about myself until I felt the relief. And then I was like, Oh, you know, that's why you blurted out that thing. That's why that Sarah, when I start to really dive into it, I can see how a lot of my life has been led by ADHD coping. For example, I have trouble not talking about whatever's on my mind. Like, and I've said this before the reason that I love being in the sex industry is because I can talk about things that I feel like I should be able to talk about that I have trouble not talking about in quote unquote normal environments. And so I've gotten, you know, talked to at jobs before about not talking about certain things. So I got into the sex industry so that wouldn't be an issue, mm-hmm. but it's an ADHD symptom, Sarah. <laughs> Okay, I, I want to
0: shut up. I want to go back to your mom having a PhD. Yes, with a focus on kids with ADHD because I think that that speaks so much to the field and the time. Yes, where yes. how ADHD and other mental health um, issues present for folks with estrogen-based bodies Mm -hmm. is so very different. And yes, and then the studies are historically white cis men right right, who get studied I could imagine if I were your mom right now right and like learning this information like the guilt and shame and all those feelings that would come up and so I'm glad that actually she did not have to go through that process
1: that's true that's true she would be fascinated though
0: oh I'm sure you should be in conversation with her about it yeah through the veil you know Yeah. I think it's so telling of like how far things have come that now professionals can recognize it, help you, like support you through it. It's so funny because so many people in my life, like in my close circle have ADHD. (laughs) Yeah. And more recently actually. And it's so, I, I, everyone has described this like very affirming feeling around discovering like, oh, these things that I've had to create these creative workarounds that are such a dominant part of my personality and what kind of makes me quirky are actually, you know, coping mechanisms for my ADHD. And just like, it gives me hope, I guess, that as conversations continue to open around neurodivergence and mental health, that we are going to hopefully evolve. Um, I guess unless like chat GPI, like all artificial <laughs> intelligence, like takes us out. I guess I like, we didn't mention right. that in our intro, like, oh my gosh. Oh, right, artificial right. Yeah, the terminator has is, been invented. Yeah, it's having a moment right now. Um uh, yeah. But that like there's gonna be space that opens up to consider like that people's brains just work differently and that there's not this hierarchy of um, executive functioning that is like better than or worse than. It's just different.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that trying to squeeze us all into a certain way of thinking and functioning is so harmful. But looking around, I've created a sensory den Mm. in this trailer of soft, colorful things that I enjoy. And since I've gotten the diagnosis, I've noticed that, because I never thought I could have ADHD because I get really Mm hyper-focused. But isn't that Which I learned is an ADHD symptom. And so I was like, I can't have that. I get so focused that I won't hear people talking to me. I did not know that that was a symptom. So now that I know that, I can observe myself getting fixated on things, and or Mm -hmm. even my past going, Oh, I was fixated on that thing. Mm -hmm. And so I can see myself doing it now. But now that I know that it's happening, I can use it as a superpower. Right now I'm really fixated on this trailer that I'm fixing up to be a podcasting vagina themed trailer. And I'm so excited about it. And I'm utilizing my hyper fixation to make it. And now I also know that my hyperfixation has a burnout. So, with that in mind, I'm like, let's get this done now while I'm so focused on it mm. because it's going to be cool. And I know in about six months, I may not give two shits about this trailer which would be hilarious but it'll be awesome by then so I won't have to do anything else to it for example I wanted a beaded trim around these curtains I could not find the one that I wanted so I ordered a bunch of beads so I'm just gonna (laughs) make it (laughs) and and it it gives me pleasure now whereas before I would have if I ordered the beads I would have either stopped myself from doing it and saying no Don't do something crazy, or I would have been, you know, worried about myself and trying to get myself to do other things. But now I can just let the obsession happen and know that it's like feeding a certain part of my brain that really needs to do hyper focused things. And then there's other times where I don't do shit. And that's okay too. (laughs) You
0: know? What it makes me kind of think of is before there were glasses. There were certain yes. like tradespeople who would do these really like finite really tight minuscule like watchmaking mm-hmm. and those kinds of things because actually their eyesight their failures in their eyes made them really good at that particular right. thing and not as good at as other things and so it's like, regardless, I'm, I'm just glad you have this information now because you get to lean in to the things that you're like, oh, no, 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 I don't have to have shame around this. Yeah. I can just know that this would be a good way for me to tackle this project. Then eventually I'm going to lose focus and move on to something else.
1: Yeah. I can work with it instead of yeah. beating myself up about it so oh, I feel grateful for yay. that I feel really fuck yeah about that fuck yeah I have ADHD I'm neurodivergent <laughs> hooray I wouldn't oh, hate to be I neurotypical imagine. no I'm sure they're lovely people yeah. <laughs> I don't know any
0: I would imagine <laughs> that uh, lots of people go through this at a similar age and stage of life too yeah. so um, I'm just glad that you got the information
1: thank you Thank you. I'm feeling good about it. And I'm feeling good about starting the podcast up again.
0: Yeah. What are your reflections as we move into season two about kind of the arc we took in season one?
1: I mean, I'm here for the journey. I do feel like this is a auditory type of journal. It feels that way to me listening back on it, especially, okay, Sarah, the first episode of season one, I was thinking about this and I was listening to it. We titled it Chasing the Feeling because that ended up being the overarching theme to the interview with me. And that is a goddamn ADHD symptom. Like there is a low dopamine. And so people with ADHD tend to be constantly just trying to get, they tend to be more reckless and impulsive and do drugs more often because they're trying to get that kind of like hit of dopamine. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, holy Mm -hmm. shit. So it's just it's breaking the world open. I don't mean to go back to ADHD, but so having this journal, I don't know if I would have that kind of realization about my own growth over the past year and a half if it hadn't been for the podcast, because all of the conversations had an impact on me and at least were fun and engaging and at the most, we just really revelation creating, revelatory, whatever you call it, because it was so just really discussing a lot of core life elements and philosophizing about it with people of a similar wavelength was really wonderful. Yeah. And it's I'm excited to see mm-hmm. what kind of growth we go through in season two. I truly believe like I'm a better person for the podcast. So thank you for coming on my therapy journey, everyone. (laughs) Yeah, I love that idea of
0: like, thinking of it like a journal that makes me just think of like, any sort of container that you create for self care for building self awareness, for getting to know yourself for personal growth is a worthwhile endeavor, you know? And it's just so like, I think that we're fed a lot of messaging around like, you should work out and do this and do that. You know, like there's so many things that were kind of sold, but Mm -hmm. really just the simple act of doing a thing. Like that was the thing I felt really strongly in the beginning of like, We are doing the thing and that in and of itself has so much value making a practice of something. I think that Mm -hmm. that's why also like when we ended up taking a little bit longer of a break than we had intended to, it's a, it's somewhat ungrounding. Um, It Mm -hmm. like takes the anchor away because just having that thing that you're in practice, ritual, routine with, create such an important container and for some people it's as simple as just like writing in a journal every day and then having that right capsule that you go back to and reflect on and you get to like see yourself reflected back and all of that
1: and then this takes it to this other level of being a journal within community because we're doing it together Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we're inviting people into the conversation. We're doing it with the listenership community. That to me is it's, it's unique. I mean, I know a lot of people have podcasts, but it does feel like this is a unique situation that the only thing that worried me over the break wasn't the amount of time or anything. I was just like, I hope we're able to start it up again. And like you're saying, do the thing. Because getting started is the hardest thing, which is an ADHD symptom. (laughs) (laughs) That's my new in my head. Anytime I describe myself, I just start listing ADHD symptoms.
0: So that's so funny because you and I then are actually perfect companions in this journey because for me I can start the thing it's hard for me sometimes to finish Hmm. the thing interesting like getting things over the finish line yeah like that initial and actually that's like there's a whole thing around that you have moon astrology Uh as well as your star astrology which is look back on the date you were born and what phase was the moon in when you were born okay was it new moon, waxing, waning, or uh, full moon? For me, I was born on a waxing crescent, like one or two days after the new moon. Okay, which is the initiation of the cycle, and everything I've read about that moon astrology is so aligned with like how I approach things. Like it is a um, it's a little uncomfortable for me to sit in that like down period after something has started that like big burst of energy when you first get something going mm-hmm. is like where I thrive.
1: Huh. That's so interesting. I need to look mine up. I feel like I'm in the yeah. middle. Yeah. I feel like I can really Yeah, maybe. I'm not good at ending it mm-hmm. and I'm not good at starting it, but I'll really I'll get the middle in there for you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then I think that like I remember with full moon astrology, like those are really kind of enigmatic people that folks are just drawn to, kind of just like shot, shun- like you're just a person who's really used to, oh my God, I have kind to look at like no. uh existing in your own glow. <laughs> Waning moon folks are comfortable with rest and repose and quiet, kind of like the hermit. Like you could attach different like tarot archetypes to the different phases of the moon too
1: so my moon i just looked it up is waning crescent phase
0: ah yeah so you're you're in that like second half of the moon cycle. like wait no, no no you're going from full to dark moon that's what it is
1: okay so what does that mean <sighs> i took a class
0: actually it was right at the start of the pandemic Like the class started March 2020. Damn, what a wild time to sign up for! uh, It was moon beaming with Sarah Faith Godestiner in person. No, we were online. Thank goodness. She's a lunar witch, and here are some associations from a worksheet I have from that class about the waning crescent. So you were thinking that you were more like that, uh, half moon, uh, which is technically like the last quarter Mm -hmm. or the first quarter of the moon, but the waning crescent is like right before it gets to a dark moon, uh, radical rest, (laughs) turning within rage, anger, work, mystery, Mm -hmm. Deep transformation, going into the underworld, self-care practices, slowing
1: down. Hmm. Any of those resonate with you? Well, they do now, but only within the past like year or two years have I started doing all of that stuff as a part of a healing practice because I've been so not that. So maybe it's my healing practice is actually getting in tune with my true nature although it's not very Mm -hmm. ADHD to turn slow down and turn Mm -hmm. inwards but I do feel like I do that a lot and that's all that's been going on with me for the past like really like three years is trying to just figure out what the hell is going on because I think it is like 43 years or 40 years at that time of really not of really trying to you know fit my square peg into a round hole. I think. Mm. And now I feel like I can really just lean into what I know I'm capable of rather than trying to be like everyone else, which I've always been so rebellious at the same time. So it gets weird to be like conform less,
0: (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah. I will say observing you, I feel like you're in a process of getting closer to your true self. So if, quieting down, slowing down is something that's really resonating with you right now. I would say that that probably is something that your spirit deeply connects
1: to. Yeah. I think I've always not felt entitled to it. Ah. And now I'm like, fuck that. I've worked hard. I need to rest. I'm tired. That is our
0: puritanical (laughs) culture talking, which, uh, you know, that actually is kind of perfect because I had a a, had a segment or a quiz of sorts I wanted to put you through in this um, episode. And I feel like it relates kind of hard to the puritanical roots of our culture. It's Masturbation May right now. Oh, of course. God, I got to get, I'm late. Yeah. Yeah. Start (laughs) celebrating. So, you know, I've been kind of steeped in some masturbation education as of late. I taught my first webinar with Love Honey this past week. It was really fun to get back to teaching. It's been a, it's been a little bit of a minute. And, uh, you know, going back through old outlines and just like looking at research and stuff is always just fun and also anger inducing because masturbation really didn't start getting stigmatized, at least in the Western world Uh until the 1700s Christians or the Christian church was really fighting against the development of science right? And so at that time, that's when all of the myths about you're going to grow hair on your palms and everyone is going to know that you've been jacking off. Masturbation could make you go blind. All of this stuff, the baggage that we have now about it being sinful, really in the Western world came from this era. And then you've got the Puritans who founded this country. And capitalism would not exist without puritanical culture because the Puritans valued work over everything else. Right. Their whole society was built on an absence of pleasure. Like, if you were not being productive, it was really shunned. Rest, pleasure, joy. We had no place in that culture. And so a lot of our sexual baggage, also, and like the really procreation centric mm. model that we have
1: productive,
0: yeah, is based in puritanical culture. Right. So sex also had to be productive, <laughs> like Ugh. it had to produce. Right. Uh, An outcome, which waste your seed. Yes. More bodies to tend to the land. It makes sense that puritanical culture was so heavily focused on that because in order to survive... Right. You had to work very, very hard. Right. Like there was no, there were not roads. There was not running. You know, like leisure was not really a thing that the Puritans got to partake in much. But it is interesting when you start kind of breaking down why we have these ideas of like guilty pleasures. Right. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know that like you have to kind of sneak it. That just
1: like rest for rest's sake. Right. Just the idea of being lazy. Yeah. Yes. Like the that that's even a word. Yeah. Like so
0: many of the roots of white supremacy is is in puritanical culture. So yeah, it's it's deep. Um, but so I thought it would be fun. I think I'm gonna time you. Oh boy. Okay.
1: I do love a quiz, even if I didn't do well.
0: Okay, great. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to tell me as many benefits of masturbation that you can come up with. Okay.
1: All right. Yeah.
0: You ready? Are you going to time me? Yeah. I'm starting the time now and go.
1: Okay. Um, improves blood flow. So um, it it uh, probably makes your skin nicer because of the blood flow thing. <laughs> um. It releases endorphins and dopamine and all the other hormones that I can't think of that give you pleasure. Um, It improves how much you know about your body so that you can have other pleasurable experiences with yourself and others. Um, Uh It keeps that area of your body healthy because of the blood coming through the area, uh, rejuvenating it.
0: Okay. Time oh, up
1: shit. Okay. Good, because I ran out. <laughs> that was pretty good.
0: Okay. I don't know if the skin thing is I'm true. Sure. <laughs> Sarah, you know that's true. But
1: I I love it.
0: <laughs> I think okay, it, it it,
1: it um, flushes your cheeks, therefore yeah. blood flow, rejuvenation. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So orgasms from masturbation produce dopamine, serotonin, and oxytocin.
1: Now, wait, real quick, but that's the same as when you orgasm with people, other people as well. Okay, okay. It's not like there's a special... That would be
0: amazing. No, no, no. (laughs) There's not a special release of chemicals that come from masturbation. But, you know, if we go back to April uh, Lambert Mm -hmm. in our episode, Fuck You Out of Plant Medicine, I think is what it was called. I think that like she spoke really eloquently to that thing of like for a lot of people, particularly with estrogen based bodies, They experience much more meaningful, powerful, full body, grounded, immersive, comfortable orgasms solo than they do with a partner. Right. Right. And. Certainly, I think we have more access to orgasm solo if, if we're not caught up in all the kind of negative messaging and the baggage around mm-hmm. it. Like, we got a lot more time with ourselves than we do with other people. So, I wish masturbation. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> except for all I want is the, the time alone except for
1: the parents. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no, yeah, I, I
1: remember all these boys around me. <laughs> I remember when I used to have alone time, but yes, play. Sorry, I yeah, don't mean to interrupt. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, in that sense, masturbation can be a quicker route to orgasms and to all of the stress reducing Mm, stress benefits Mm -hmm. of orgasmic response. So dopamine, serotonin and oxytocin reduce stress and tension Mm. in the body they also foster relaxation and you you sleep better when you have that more orgasms and orgasms rebalance our cortisol Hmm. which boosts our immune system Hmm. so you have like the double whammy of like better sleep plus the release of cortisol Of course, this isn't the only thing that helps your immune system, but it does give your immune system a little bit of a leg up.
1: Yeah. Vitamin C and orgasms. Yeah. Yeah. Vitamin C and orgasms. That's all you need.
0: There has been research done on masturbation and the effects on reducing pain. So there was a migraine study and there was a menstrual pain study where participants who masturbated more regularly experience less pain hmm. from their migraines and their menstrual cramps wow. than folks who did not. Hey. And masturbation lowers the risk of prostate cancer, Wow, which is kind of a big one. I think that that kind of speaks a little bit to your what you were maybe touching on with like all the blood flow, but it has to do with frequent ejaculation. Okay. That basically it's like, I mean, this is a a really crass summary. You can go and find this study in the National Library of Medicine, but I think it's kind of like a use it or lose it type thing. Like if your prostate keeps kind of being in that flow and working. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know that like prostate massage is also really good for keeping the tissue. Is it malleable? Is that the word that I'm looking for?
1: Hmm. Supple.
0: Supple. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Like cancer cells can't form there. Okay. You know, there is no risk of contracting an STI with masturbation.
1: I mean, there really isn't other than maybe chafing a downside, but really that's just lube. I don't, I don't think there's really a downside to healthy masturbation. Yes.
0: So that was our, that was our masturbation May advertisement brought to you by Fuck Yeah podcast.
1: Brought to you by vibrators.
0: Everyone, please go and flick the bean. Yes. Jack the beanstalk. (laughs) Oh my God.
1: All right. you've had enough. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> well, it's so nice to be back with you. It is
0: so good. What do we have ahead? Where are we Where are we going with season two? What do people have to look forward to?
1: Well, I'm excited because we're starting it off with one of my favorite TikTokers who I hit yeah. up on, t- on the DMs and they agreed to do an interview with us. So we're going to be talking with Pelvis Wrestle who does Gender Flu's days, so uh, you can prepare for that episode by checking them out on TikTok. You won't be disappointed. Look up Gender Flu's day or Pelvis Wrestle.
0: I feel like Benjamin Violet of Pelvis Wrestle is this kind of our first celebrity on the pot. No, no, mm-hmm. I would say I would say April is a bit of a celebrity. Midori, oh, majority. yeah, sure. is iconic. My gosh, if you haven't gone and listened to those episodes last season. Dory's episode, Sex Nerd Sandra. Okay, no, we've had some okay, celebrities. Yeah, no, we've had on some real icons. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. So get get caught up on those. But I am I'm I'm also fangirling a bit over the Pelvis wrestling interview. Yeah. I can't wait for it. And yeah, I mean, I think like we really want with this season you know, we started off with a little bit of a bummer about what's happening in the world, but we're going to dive into these topics in Mm -hmm. this season. Like, I think the season's going to be a little front loaded with some really interesting queer and trans folks talking about the impact that the you know we we keep hearing about things like drag censorship and um, restrictions to trans affirming healthcare and abortion bans, but we want to get into like what the actual lived experience yes. around this is and the impact. Um, so that's kind of where we're starting, which yes. I think is gonna uh, is gonna be really awesome we'll get into some of the like fluffy light stuff too of course
1: yeah certainly Uh, there'll be more go-go boys but (laughs) yeah it's just so alarming what's going on right now we need to get as much trans drag queer voices out there saying what needs to be said and also just being present being here
0: And most importantly, sharing their first celebrity crushes with us.
1: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Because we want to know. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here's
0: another thing that's coming season two. And you don't even know about this, Robin.
1: Oh, I love a surprise.
0: I want to leave our guests with an affirmation.
1: Oh, that's nice.
0: They give us so much.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, this has
0: been our like, yeah. So, um, I'm going to give you one. I'm shuffling my little affirmation cards right now.
1: Ooh, I love are an affirmation. You,
0: uh, are you, are you ready for it?
1: I am ready. I'm always ready for one. Okay.
0: You are more than worthy. You are a fucking warrior.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Sarah. Yeah. I'm glad you think so. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm working on it. Oh, okay. Well, I'll take that warrioring in my day today. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Let it let it let it soak in. We are so excited to be doing season two. We really would love to interact with you on the socials. We uh, another thing coming this season is we are going to get our shit together. We're going to blow up media. on the socials. So please find us at Fuck Yeah Pod on Instagram and TikTok. The best way you can support the podcast, if you're also excited about season two, is to share it with a friend. Or get onto your app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart Podcasts, wherever you're listening. And please leave us a review, rate, review, subscribe. And you can also shoot us an email at fyeahpod at gmail.com. Thank you. Till next time. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Bye. Fuck <laughs> yeah.
1: Fuck yeah! Podcast is hosted and produced by Sarah Tom Chesson, hashtag my mom, and Robin Jennings. Theme music is by She, Her, Sir. If you're enjoying the podcast, it would mean a lot if you would write, review, subscribe, or share with a friend. You can get in touch by emailing us at fyapod at com or find us online at com.